Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of EdgeGuard, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. With me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Blake Beckett. Ooh, I'm a good friend first, co-host second this week. That's fun. Yes, That's a fun you've, uh, you know, it just, I've been doing some thinking this week, and I was like, this is not you know just what? a professional relationship, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> as if it started as a professional relationship. <laughs> Well, um, you started friends, turned professional, now it's friends. I don't again. remember the first time we met, but we were almost certainly drunk because it was during college. And in those days, <laughs> I mean, I never days. met a person sober. I'm <laughs> drunk now. I'm not, actually. Neither am I. I do have a glass of wine, though, because perks of uh, perks of running a workshop at a university is there's so much extra wine. They just, yeah? It's, they just give have wine you. lying around? Yeah. That's, you know, professors, they don't like beer. They like wine. It's, it's a weird thing. but Because it's, it's fancier? I guess. What a bunch of, what a bunch of snooties, noses, Snooty, a bunch of mammy said This is like $8 uh, <laughs> Whole Foods wines. So it's just pretending Ooh, to be fancier. Whole yeah, Foods. No. $8. Uh, Anyways, well, uh, this is not a podcast aside. about wine or no. bouginess. Um, mm. <laughs> this is a podcast yeah, we haven't, about... We haven't played a game tackling the, the bourgeoisie uh, just yet. No, we'll, the closest we'll one... We did do the, that one by uh, Paolo Petrocini that was about yeah, yeah. like... Uh, the dog breeding. Like dog one. breeding. It was a little bit like in its mm. historical background, like satirizing the rich, but that's like... <laughs> that's it. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is also not this game. No, this game that we played... Uh, this is another um, Game Maker Toolkit Game Jam game that... Um, got like filled out after it was made for the game jam. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Rave and Claw, which you know is like a a pun on Ravenclaw, but it's uh, it's so named because the um, like sort of aesthetic and art style is very like um, ravey and neon, and uh, the core mechanic involves a claw, which we will get to uh, shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a game that was uh, made by. OST Senior? Owen Senior is the name. If you when you oh, lo- okay. load up the game, it yes. says by Owen Senior. OST Senior is the itch account associated ah, with it. Yes. But um, Owen Senior. Owen Senior. Uh, it is. Um, well, I guess we can just start by summarizing its sort of like key concept. So the mm-hmm. this game jam was Hookshot Hotline Miami. Hookshot Hotline Miami. Done. A little game bit a See, little well, bit the the main difference is hotline miami a lot of it is about like frantic free movement you know like yeah like moving back and, and this forth is so frantic fast. Uh, movement that you control movement. with the that is unfree that is very constrained yeah, yeah so exactly. the the main premise here is that uh you move around by shooting this hook you're a little ball of light and or color or as one is your as, ball. You know, one There's is a in many video ball games with a face on it uh you shoot out a hook shot uh that can hit these little nodes um around the zone and it pulls you into them uh <laughs> and your hook shot can also hit okay, the okay. enemies i think we're i think we're going a little bit too deep in uh like specific words you shoot nodes. a hook shot at nodes in the zone like, nodes yes. in the place anyone zone. on the anyone on the street could understand this <laughs> All right, look, so, you can shoot your hookshot uh, and hook grapple onto these specific points in the level in order to move around. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can also shoot your hookshot and hit the enemies, which will, like, stun them for a second, and then you destroy them by... You, the hookshot pulls into you them. into them, and you splatter them 
uh, all yeah. over the field and it like sprays paint everywhere in a very satisfying way. Yeah. So just to be clear, I mean, I don't know that everyone's played Legend of Zelda. Not everyone knows what a hookshot is. I don't know. You know, Dude, you, this is a it's game like, podcast, but sure. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe my mom still listens to this podcast. That's Jordan. true. She. How do you I expect mean, her? To she's got to be like video game expert. <laughs> yeah, she's well versed. <laughs> she played Florence, I think, which is cool. Oh, did she? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good. Uh, that's a good one for like non gamers. I would mm-hmm. like point to that if I'm yeah. trying to get a non gamer to play some games. I for. have done that before, and not just with my mom. Like I already told you, how fun <laughs> is that? But anyway, yeah. hookshot is like you know you uh, you have a little uh a little basically a string with a little hook on the end that you can shoot a certain distance in any direction and if it touches something on which it can hook onto it pulls you in toward that yes. uh so it's kind of like a little harpoon uh, uh like a little harpoon gun that you can shoot out and you shoot to these little points uh scattered around the the game's environment and you kind of pull yourself into them mm-hmm. and then also mm-hmm. enemies you can you can Pull on to pull on to those guys. Yep. Uh, and then they uh, so the enemies they charge towards you with their well. There's different enemies, but the main enemies and the ones you encounter early are just like these little. It's a, they're just like just bodies with monster. jaws. They're basically just jaws, and they like <laughs> chomp towards you. Not the shark uh, jaws. No, no. Like a, they are like little, a mandible, a like fish-like. an insect mandicle. Yeah, mandible. that's a good. Yeah, they do kind of look like beetles. Mm-hmm. Like those those big mandible beetles, and they mm-hmm. they charge towards you, uh, and if they hit you, you die. With the exception of if you've hit them with their your hook shot first, uh, mm-hmm. then they're like stunned or something, and then charge into them and kill them. Uh, yeah. So on a basic level, uh, you're basically thrown into a little map with uh a, the the points are at first in uh fixed locations around the map. Yes. And there are enemies that spawn in certain locations around the map, and the maps are pretty small, and you kill all the enemies to go forward. So that's where I first drew like the the Hotline Miami comparison. Um, right, is that you're you're thrown into an environment and uh, you die in like one hit, and you usually kill yeah. an enemy in one hit. Yeah, and the environments are small, and you're doing a lot of reloading. Just like a quick reload and, and oh, and again. you splatter the enemies on the ground like Hotline Miami. Okay, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, Hookshot Hotline yeah, Miami. I, I feel th- like okay. I feel like you just breezed past it, like it, like it, what, like I didn't put any thought into it. <laughs> well, I've never played Hotline Miami. Oh my God, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, there's that. What the hell? How can you teach the youths about video games if you never played Hotline Miami? <laughs> like, there's the most important video, video game of all time. There are so many of them. But have you heard the beats in Hotline Miami? Uh, I I have. Well, back when you all were super into it, like when it first yeah. came out, I mm-hmm. think you were listening to the Hotline Miami soundtrack. Yeah, it's uh, pretty so good. I have it's a pretty good to soundtrack it. via that's you. Another, that's another thing that this game has in common with that game is that it's like kind of like a dancey, you know, yeah, clubish soundtrack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah, I I love the soundtrack for this game. I feel like it fits the. Uh, it fits the sort of visual style really well. It also fits the like something about the way you move. This is hmm. I can't think of a better way to put this, but it feels very beaty. Like yeah, the way you move kind of has a there's like a real snappy kind of like a rhythm rhythmic to beat to the like like claw hook and then pull uh, and then yeah. hit. Like those I, four moments together, they really hmm. have a like a distinct sort of rhythm to them. And I found myself like. Just like in that other game we played, uh, Rhythm Overdrive, um, mm. 
where it's not actually a rhythm game. I kind of sometimes found myself playing it as if it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Although most uh, any of the levels are too hard that I was not thinking about rhythm at all. I was just thinking about not dying. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in some of the easier ones, I found myself kind of like hooking along to the music because it just sure. felt right. Yeah, and I wonder if like, because a lot of times when you're making a game, so all of those different aspects you're talking about, well, I guess you're not talking about them, but what, the, what came to mind when you mentioned like, uh, like hooking something coming to it stopping turning hooking to another thing and like bumping yeah. into stuff like a lot of times you establish that rhythm by just like tweaking little variables in like whatever code is making it do the the damn thing uh and so it, w- it wouldn't be surprising to me if like uh given that rave and claw was already like i, d- I don't know i assume that that's that ma- the music was probably uh an aspect of the game well, maybe uh, at the time where you know you're you're tweaking these sort of things, so that might have been a reason why there are certain delays of like, oh, you can't shoot out again instantly or something, or like the the amount of like frame stutter or hit pause you get is like specifically tuned because they were like listening along to the beat and being like, okay, this is what this is what feels right, you know? Yeah, like it is um, like maybe not perfectly tuned to the beat, but a little yeah. bit to sort of like increase the odds that you're yeah, the, it's yeah. It's That's really interesting how like it, like it really meshes in a way that doesn't seem like it just can be like totally an accident. Like in and especially, I even got this impression just like watching the. I mean, obviously it's a little different in the like, clips for the game, but I was just mm-hmm. like, at first I thought it might actually be a rhythm game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you yeah. were gonna say something. Yeah, I guess it's uh, it's something that I feel like I first. Um, notice with like something like Batman Arkham Asylum where like timing and cadence of strikes uh, mm. is so important that like uh, a lot of people uh, or I don't know if it's it's a thing that people do inherently or if it's a thing that games encourage uh, which is like adding rhythm and sort of uh, musicality to uh, fighting particularly like non gun fighting you know because yeah. um, I feel like it's an element that comes up uh, I don't know. There's just like a lot of games, like even if you is it's a game where music isn't an element, you still talk about the way someone fights as like their, the rhythm of their, yeah. right. Like, um, yeah, that's I don't know. definitely true. Like, and yeah. And I mean, yeah, I definitely think that's right. And a, a lot of like, I mean, you know, they call it martial arts. It's a little, it is Ooh. sometimes rather dance like, mm. uh, so I do think I do think that's right. Um, yeah, I, I guess I hadn't really thought of that in like other fighting games though. What are, I haven't played like a true fighting game in a minute. Yeah, I I mean I think that's it's just like something you uh, like you can see. Obviously, visually you can understand that like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat are different, but also those two games like uh, have different rhythms to the, to the fights that are happening. Like fights yeah. play out at different speeds and with a different like cadence, like yeah, definitely. Uh, some fighting games, it's kind of like you're standing off and you're not touching each other. And then someone goes in and is just hitting like a big 30 point combo. And that has a different rhythm to it, to a game where you're trading blows constantly, but they're for smaller damage and combos aren't as important yeah. or there's not like air juggling or that kind of thing. It's like, you know, in, um, I don't know. It's just like, even sort of uh, subconsciously, probably, uh, I don't want to definitively say that it's <laughs> subconscious, but a lot of games have a, a, a rhythm that, uh, um, I don't know, just have like an independent rhythm that's like an important part of the way that game uh, looks and feels, right? Yeah. 
Definitely. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's hard to sometimes it's a little bit kind of, you know, like the entire category of game feel, uh, mm-hmm. like imprecise and like hard to like quantify exactly what's yeah uh, what it is. But it's definitely true that just like the way, um, I guess I'm thinking of like yeah the Batman games like the Arkham Asylum ones, just like the kind mm-hmm. of like way you chain punches together does have a beat to it. Yeah, and you get like I think with the Batman games, the reason you you get into it because if is because if you mash, then you're gonna take hits and you don't want to, and you're gonna like lose your combo. And you so yeah. you start getting a feel for how long you can wait until your combo goes away, and you start learning how to like not hit the button until the last possible moment because uh, then you're giving getting more time to react or to. Yeah. Because like if you the thing about the Batman games is that if you if you hit the button too early, you've committed to that attack. And if someone's going to hit you while you're going to move for it, then it's like, okay now you're you've been hit and you've taken damage Mm. and your combo has gone. Whereas if you are patient and can sort of learn the game's uh, rhythm uh, and and, and tempo, then you can kind of uh, uh, do a lot better, which is one of my favorite things about that game. I think it's uh, or that whole combat. I mean, it's also one of the reasons that combat is like. aped and copied constantly uh and also i think it's maybe a reason why a lot of the copycats get it wrong is because they don't understand that aspect of it they just think of like the super simple only a few button premise and like you hit with this button and you can see when guys are going to hit you and if you hit this button at the right time then you'll block their hit parium yeah exactly and so i think sometimes people take the wrong things to heart and when trying to make a Batman like combat, or at least they did really early on, like that game came out, what, like 2008, 2009. And for the next like oh, five God, years, I feel like that long now it has been that long. I feel like it, it has to have been, I want to say 2009. I'm don't quote me on that, but I want to say that's when it came out. Huh? Um, but yeah, like every game or so many like character action games, third person action games for, years and still even i mean even the the new spider-man game that came out this year is like a heavily added to batman sort of semi-batman style of combat i mean um but so many are are like sort of miss the point that like establishing that rhythm is what makes that combat feel really good yeah um yeah it's not just the simple fact of like beating the shit out of some dude and yeah yeah, like being a badass it's like mm-hmm. you have to like feel the expertise like rhythmically in your sure. in your joints mm-hmm. um okay so the 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 question of game feel i think is so relevant to ravenclaw though because one of the things mm-hmm. i i said to you after i played it i was just like dude this game is like the definition of mm-hmm. uh, of juice um, uh-huh. which is that like i think we've talked about it in a previous episode but I'm sure we I don't have. remember who coined it, but it's just the concept of like those little, little touches that you add to a game that just make it feel more um, like more responsive, more, I mean, I think rhythmic is part of it too. Uh, mm-hmm. And just like, like making a game feel right in just these little ways that you can yeah. uh, add to it. Uh, this game is just a masterclass in that. I felt mm-hmm. like, uh, the so the precise beat of your like that we already talked about like the hook that's one way um just the like the screen shake when you hit enemies is just right um the like the music makes it just right the like really responsive visual cues whenever you interact with anything like whenever you hook on something it like 
shakes. Whenever you hit the enemies, they splatter. Uh, mm. It's just like the the interactivity really just feels alive in this game. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I've I've said it uh, as you said. We've like talked about feel or juice or whatever you want to call it many mm-hmm. times, and I've I've said it. Every time we've talked about Juice, I'll say it again. There's a very great talk by uh, Jan Willem Neiman from yeah. Flambeer Beer called yeah. "The Art of Screen Shake," where he it's like 40 minutes, and he starts with a game that uh, that is like very basic and doesn't really have any of the sort of juice things, and he uh, takes you through and like uh, he has little uh, iterations of the game as he adds all these tiny little touches, um, mm. and uh, it's it's very good. Uh, and actually at some point there's a, there's a, a game I tagged by, um, some creators that, uh, we played a game of theirs before I was looking at their itch page and they made a, uh, a, a game that was basically like an actual breakdown of like you go on itch and you started the menu and the first level, it's all the same level, but it's like them slowly adding these little touches mm, and one yeah. day we'll have to like take a really deep dive and go play that game. Um, yeah but I'd have to find it first. But anyway, the art of screen shake by Jan Willem Neiman. Uh, you should definitely check out if this sort of thing, uh, interests you. Yeah. But yeah, it's actually funny that you mentioned that this game, like you think it's like the definition of juice. Cause I mean, it's, it's definitely like, it's definitely juicy, but I mean like go play. Okay, a flam- maybe not the definition. Then talk, like, then talk to me about the definition of juice. Okay. Okay. Look, I, I will say, um, <laughs> it is like of games we have played. And in part, mm-hmm. this is uh skewed by the fact that for the podcast, we play a lot of like, Especially lately, we've played a lot of, like, not super... We haven't played as many games in a while, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the exception of our edgy award category, <laughs> when the game just feel right. Uh, yeah. I, I was just really struck by the fact that this game just feels right. It, does, um, it feels good. It's got a good uh, feel to it. Something that um, I was talking to a friend of a friend the other day at a party about the concept of game feel, and... Mm-hmm. Um, he said something really interesting that I thought was a, um, I don't think it fully captures it, but I think is a really interesting way to think about what game feel is. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was like, I was like, if you just took, I'd like to see like a list of a hundred games that like are universally described as like just feel right. And just kind of like mm-hmm. compare what they have in common and see if anything interesting emerges from it. And mm-hmm. he, he said that, um, he imagines that game feel is like the opposite of that feeling that you have in a dream when you know like have you ever got this when in a dream you like can't move when you try to move yeah it's like Um, my most consistent nightmare thing of like i'm in a situation (laughs) where i need to move or protect myself and i try to move and i'm physically incapable yes uh it's the opposite of that right like where Hmm. where you have a desire to have an effect in the world and you can't and it feels terrible Mm. This is like where you have a desire to have effect in the world and it's even more responsive than what you're expecting, right? Like your, hmm. your ability to have an action is just like really pronounced. Hmm. Um, yeah. Right. I, I think that, I think that seems like it's part of it. Definitely. The feelings are very parallel to me. Like there's something yeah. like really intrinsically yeah. like joyous. Nice and job. Friend of a friend at a party. <laughs> you know, Jesse. Thanks, Jesse. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's cause it just like, in the in the opposite of the way that in a dream it just feels so like oh frustrating yeah. and irritating when you can't move it just feels uh-huh. so like right and satisfying when a yeah. game that has uh you know game feel quote unquote um, yeah it's it's like it. i guess in the same way it's kind of hard to um 
to express why that makes you so uncomfortable in the dream when that happens. Yeah. It's very hard to, other than like, I hate it and I can't, like, I don't like that I can't do it. Uh, but it's like intangible and kind of hard to describe uh, or, or quantify. I mm, think that that yeah. does a good job of like, yeah, it, it just feels right. And like, I can't tell you, or especially a person who's not like thinking critically about games or designing games. Like they certainly wouldn't be totally equipped to tell you like, this is why this game feels good until someone else has told them like, here's a thing you can do to make your game feel more good. Like, (laughs) but like the, the other thing that's like, makes it really hard to talk about or to uh, like sort of implement effectively in your game is like, you can follow a lot of the steps that have worked for other games and they cannot work for your game. Or they can help but not get it all the way to a spot where it feels like really good. And the fact that it's so like hard to place and almost impossible to quantify, uh, I don't know, is uh, one of the one of the struggles of making action games in particular um, is figuring out how to how to capture that. And yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. It's a question. Um, OK. So one thing. um I, this is not quite a critique. It's just sort of a, a weird, like emergent part of the mechanics of this game that I noticed that seems like, well, I'll just, I'll just say it. Um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, when you normally play a game like this top down kind of destroying, uh, hordes of enemies with projectiles of some sort, um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a very distinct, difference between yourself and your weapon uh, mm-hmm. because you shoot things and then they leave your body and mm-hmm. uh, you know you have there's sort of like you're thinking about two different kinds of collisions your body sure. you want it to not collide into things and your bullets mm-hmm. you want them to you- collide into things it's very separate okay. for you like cognitively one of the mm-hmm. weird things about playing this game is a it's the same thing that you want mm-hmm. to not collide as you want to collide because sometimes yeah you don't want them to hit you. And sometimes you do want them to hit you because you're slamming into them. Um, mm-hmm. And usually it, um, because they really, I think they kind of got the, the hook stuns the enemies. I think yep. they did that very well. So usually it doesn't feel weird, but there are just mm-hmm. some moments where I kind of was like trying to attack an enemy. Uh, and then mm-hmm. I died and I was like, well, I thought I was, yeah. You know, it's not like totally clear why you die. It's like, just this yeah, weird reversal where you're like, I thought I was the weapon, not the victim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting because it, it, it goes from a thing of like, I want the 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 thing that I'm the thing that is getting hit and the thing that is not getting hit to be uh different is like it's the same thing, uh, but I want to have the agency over when it gets hit and when it does the hitting, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, I think uh, so this kind of segues into something I want to talk about, which is uh, something that makes that can a enhance the satisfaction when it works and a or and B make it frustrating when it doesn't work is that you do not have direct control over your movement. You are dependent upon these fixed points yes. or so in later levels, yeah. these sort of drifting rocks. So it yeah. becomes this uh, this sort of thing where occasionally uh well i guess the 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 biggest problem is like you can have these anchor points but a they go away for a time after you hooked onto them and b enemies can destroy them or make them not able to be hooked to for that time as well 
So you have these moments where you sort of plan out, like I'm sitting around a corner, I'm safe, the enemy can't see me, and I see all the points available, and I zip out to one, enemy sees me and shoots at me, and it destroys the point that was part of my plan to get the enemy, and so you end up with a few, Um, it didn't happen a ton of times, but there are a few times in the game where it's just like, okay, this enemy is going to hit me, or I guess it happened more often with the projectiles, where it's like, I don't have anywhere where I can go, uh, because none of the points that are within my range are able to be grappled to, and an enemy is just going to come hit me, and I can't do anything. Uh, and yeah. a lot of the enemies, especially like the lower-level enemies, you can sort of handle. It's a little bit less precise and a little bit less safe, but you can handle them like the the basic enemies. You can just grapple straight onto them and hit them, So yeah, uh, and they're generally them. slow enough that if they're coming straight at you, you can kind of just zip straight back at them, and you will yeah. always win that interaction. Yeah. And then the the ones, the basic projectile-shooting enemies, you can uh, hook shot. You can sort of parry them back, which I didn't realize until pretty late in the game. The game changer, absolute game oh, changer. Oh, it is a huge game changer. I Yeah, I realized that I just by accident, like very early on, I accidentally yeah. reflected one uh, yeah and see the problem i had is i had the classic game design problem where you try it once and some variable didn't work out the right way so it like yeah just by chance yeah and i made the assumption that it didn't work like i probably just missed the projectile i was like oh well you can't zip through those so um or what happened is that i just like zipped and hit it while i was zipping in the same direction as it but it wasn't my hook that hit it so anyway um, yes yeah because if anyway zipping you yeah you're still vulnerable yeah, yeah. to those. Yeah, yeah. But um but you have the with some of the enemies you have this situation where it's like, okay, there's nowhere that I can go uh until these points are available and something's gonna hit me, so I kinda just have to 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 take the L on this one. Which <laughs> sucks. Uh, but you know, a game that with this set of constraints you kind of do your best to um to make that happen as seldom as possible, which I can say from experience because uh, actually my first ever game that I worked on uh, had, was kind of tangentially similar. I guess it was similar in the in the major way that you didn't have direct control over your movement and you were dependent upon fixed points around the map to move. And it was also mm-hmm. like an action game. Um, it was it was like a, a one-on-one competitive shooter where you're a little spaceship and you start and you're just sort of like pushed in a direction and you can't directly control your spaceship but there are these like little points that you can uh, grapple onto and you just sort of like swing in an arc around them while you're grappled onto it and uh we had a i i like i feel like i was hyper aware of like those problems because we tried to deal with them while i was making that game oh yeah um, and uh i think they did i think they did a a good job here i think they did uh better than i did in my first semester of uh (laughs) of uh traditional game development (laughs) um but but it's still it's something that like maybe it's sort of an inherent problem of a, a game like this where you don't have a direct i guess i don't know how to i don't know how to describe this sort of control where you're kind of like one step removed like you're still controlling your movement but not uh you like you're dependent upon something else for the movement maybe to be like successful. indirect movement or something indirect control or something yeah like indirect control something like that um because yeah, there's normally you just press a button and you move in a direction here you're like yeah. constrained by some yeah i feel like it's becoming a, a more and more common thing in like uh, indie games as a way to like sort of uh, add a twist to a familiar formula is like yeah. okay well here's like a platformer where you can't uh move in a traditional way so you have yeah, to have like, like this sort of extra level of for example 
Mm, I wonder who would make such a game as that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I think overall, I think this game does a good job of that only happened a few times and there were enough times where uh, it felt really good that uh, I wasn't I wasn't too upset about it. Yeah. And part of that part of that gets solved by um, having like super short levels that you're um, you are kind of already already going to have to do most levels at least two or three times uh, because it's that's just kind of the game. This is it's like a super small trial and error type thing. Um, so that definitely helps and that like if you have a few failures that aren't totally your fault um, you know you don't feel as bad when it's only 30 seconds of skill that you have to replicate or whatever yeah um okay so uh we haven't really talked a lot about the enemy types um mm-hmm. so we mentioned the standard claw dudes and the projectile dudes uh but then you also in the second uh like zone there's like three i don't know like level groups worlds or something um Mm -hmm. and in world two uh what did you think of those weird squid enemies you have to hit three times um i i didn't think they were bad at first the first time i saw one i thought it was going to be like a boss um, oh i did too kind of like especially since you have to hit him three times it's the first time you have to hit something three times yeah hit it more than once yeah i mean i think they were i think they were cool they do i I think the thing that they um that i like about them is that uh once you hit them once uh rather than not being a problem like every other enemy they become more of a problem because uh then they're gonna come at you and you can't even touch them and you can't they're one of the ones that if it's coming right at you and it's got so if you once you hit this big squid enemy a bunch of spikes come out of it and it has spikes for like 30 seconds and so if it charges at you you can't do the thing that you would do with a normal enemy where you just like charge straight at them and blow them up so you have to dodge Um, it until um, yeah. I mean, it does still so do I the kinda, thing that the claws do where it, it picks a direction and then just goes straight. Um, yeah. So you can kind of use that to avoid it. But then it, it mm. is, I mean, sometimes it gets very tricky because, um, well, you can finish your thought first is kind of going. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I think it kind of makes you think about what you're going to do next a little bit more yes, uh, in a, yeah. in a defensive way. Cause like a lot of times I was like, I'd be sitting around a corner and be like, okay, I'm going to zip over, smack that guy. He's going to fly back and hit into that guy. And then I'm going <laughs> to zip backward into safety. And with those guys, it's like, all right, I'm going to fly in, hit that guy, and then try and get somewhere where I have some room to maneuver around. So when he's coming at me with the spikes, I can, I can get out of there or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. The one thing I will say, yeah, I mean, it like, relatedly, it just you think about the map so much more with those ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that the, the map that had, this was the hardest level for me. I think it had mm-hmm. three squids and you start in a very small hallway. Yep. Um, so once you've hit it once, it's very hard to dodge it. Cause there are these two side hallways that you, it mm-hmm. sort of feels like you can just go in there, but if you mm-hmm. do, you won't have enough room to dodge the squid when it comes for you, uh, mm-hmm. while it's invincible. So you, I, I probably did that one like 10 or 12 times before I got it. Whereas oh, really? most of the levels mm. I could do in, you know, if not one try, then, you know, yeah. three. I think I got it on the second or third. That oh, one, really? I just, that one uh, took me, yeah. I think probably 10. I, I just bum rushed him. I just like went straight into the room where he was. So I'm getting the first hit on one of them before they come out into that little hallway thing. And if you get two of them coming at you at once, they kind of like bump into each other and they can't quite get oh, into that they? narrow oh, passage. Oh, I didn't realize they collide with each other. Cause a lot of the enemies yeah. overlap. They don't collide. 
Well, maybe they overlap, but either way, like, uh, you can get to a point where you've like hit one and the other one comes for you and you can hit them into each other. Uh, which uh-huh. actually I, I do want to talk about if, if, if you're done talking about this, I really yeah, want to yeah, talk about, uh, so when you hit enemies, you talked about like when you hit them, they get knocked backward. And I think one of the, the secret, uh, little strokes of genius in this game is that they, uh, enemies hit into each other. Um, and also, if you hit an enemy into one of the, the grappling points, it will uh, deactivate it. Uh, so it just adds this extra. It's like little things like that where you mm. there's like a very specific consequence to the thing you do, but it's not a direct consequence. Like the direct consequence of me hitting into an enemy is it dies. An indirect consequence is it bounces back and hits a grapple point that was part of my plan of escape and so now i have to start baking that extra consequence into all my it just adds an extra little level of like tactics and also makes uh your your actions feel like they have more impact yeah Uh, that's that's one of those things that like uh uh-huh it's one of those things that like as a designer i'm just like ooh, i wish i I like whenever you come up with a mechanic like that you're just like yeah that's a good one that's a good one i I just i just made a cool thing go me uh yeah i love um i was thinking about that too just the like i didn't notice that until later in the game that they bounce off each other but that Mm -hmm. is super interesting um i think that that goes back to the point that like game feels about like having more impact than you expect or something like that uh, mm-hmm. And that's a great example because, like, when they bounce off the walls, it like, I don't know, you like, you see the sort of like the physics of your own actions in a, in mm-hmm. a really like pronounced way. It, it's almost yeah. like, um, uh, I mean, there's a little bit of the sort of like Rube Goldberg fun. We talked about that in mm. that one. Um, it's like fast paced rather than like puzzly, uh, uh-huh. but like the fun of seeing things bounce around. It's almost like, uh, starts to look like an ice hockey table or something you're just bouncing yeah. some crazy thing you know part of the fun of uh, not ice hockey um air hockey t- yeah air hockey part of the fun of that mm-hmm. is like you there's really not most people are not actually good enough to like really precisely bounce it where they want so it's like bouncing yeah. these crazy unexpected yeah directions. you just smack so. it and it deflects around a billion yeah, yeah. times and on all these crazy like angles it's just kind of like yeah. oh that's exciting yeah. yeah i definitely there's definitely something satisfying about that yeah um did you mess around with like the sandbox mode that you get after beating um, the game very much? Not really. I um oh, I clicked around on it a bit and then I played like one level. Um, oh, dude, some shit. of those are really fun. I tried yeah, hardcore. Actually, um, uh, oh, hardcore is like the least fun one because hardcore yeah. is just like harder. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I should have done the other ones. What? Which ones are best? So my probably my favorite was so so for uh, the listener who maybe hasn't played the game sandbox <laughs> mode or like Jordan didn't fully engage with the sandbox mode. But the <laughs> sandbox mode is after you've beat all the levels, then they basically uh, expose uh, a certain uh, or they yeah, they expose um, some of like the sort of gameplay variables that uh, uh, sort of affect the game. So like the speed of uh, your grappling hook pulling you into something or the range at, uh, at which you can like still hit things with your grappling hook or um, the the knockback of when you like shoot your grappling hook, how far back does your character get blown in the other direction, mm, um, yeah. which is something I didn't even is another uh, one of those things that I didn't quite notice as I was playing that like, uh, shooting it knocks you a tiny ba- bit backward 
because most of the time it's latching onto something and pulling you in that direction so you don't really notice but um actually my favorite one they, they have a few presets of like so there's sliders and you can kind of just tweak them however you want or they have yeah. a few presets where you can pick them and my personal favorite uh is the one that uh just turns the range of your um of your little grapple all the way down but puts the knockback at maximum and so oh. it becomes this thing of to get around rather than like grappling to points you're going in the opposite direction and you're just like jamming oh, on the shoot yeah. a billion times and you're like a little tadpole and so but you still have to grapple into man- enemies to kill them you can't like do oh, the knockback into them such, that's be so different it's it was really fun because you have to like swim up to them by like jumping backwards and then flip around and grab them before they can uh before they can come at you i thought that one was super fun um I played a few of the levels with that one on um, just because it was it was fun to kind of like yeah, I, it just felt like it was very evocative of the way a, a tadpole moves when they like first start to get little legs <laughs> and they kind of like kick and then stop and then kick and then stop and then kick and then you know they, they have yeah. that sort of very like uh, uh, like move really fast for a second stop move really fast for it's like so you kind of so have wait, that so you're, you're like, like constantly like turning back around right because you move in a pl- so you can you like hold it behind you and you like keep yeah. clicking and he just keeps like going in that direction but but then when it comes time to attack you have to like flip the mouse yeah, around yeah. and like click in the opposite how, direction. how short does your that seems like it'd get hard though because then when you try to attack you'd go the wrong way well yeah so you have to like flip around that's the thing is you have to like basically what i found was most effective is rather than going straight at them you kind of strafe and you go you kind of like just go past them and oh, then shoot shit. sideways that's into them because it was easier than fl- yeah it's you should you should play, play around with it yeah i don't know if this game saves your progress or if you'd have to play through the whole game again but it was uh uh it was definitely like i don't know a uh, since uh i'm like a designer and I, I like seeing those variables exposed and messing with them. It's kind of like uh, when you'd uh, mess around with your stats in Skyrim or something by just like pulling up console commands and make your just <laughs> put your, your player speed your up all crazy or like make your diff all huge. Yeah. yeah. Or other mods. Um, I've done a, a tiny amount of modding. Um, but it's just like. I don't know. There's something fun about like the, the game's inner workings laid bare and getting to kind of like yeah. mess with them in ways that totally break everything. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, like, it's like, it, it's like giving you like the very service level, but still part of it, the like mm-hmm. game designer tools. It's like, all right, now yeah, you exactly. design your own version of this weird hook game we've created. Yeah. Yeah. I, so so is there one, I mean, I guess if you just have access to the slider, there would be, but you could also, extend the hook shot like super long yeah uh, there's there's one of them that basically makes it pretty much the whole length of the screen oh man that would be so well maybe that would my initial impression is that would be super that make the game super easy but then uh-huh. maybe it wouldn't because you'd like start hitting things you don't want to hit yeah i guess well i guess the thing is is um uh already in the game there's this sort of um mechanic of uh if you are shooting if you would go through something you you don't you hit it and stop um so like if i'm shooting if there are two grapple points one that's close to me and one that's a little further but the line from me to the further one is through the first one i'll stop at the first one yes which is something i almost like one thing i i wonder about this game if if it would have been fun is sort of like letting you have more momentum so like if you hit an enemy 
then you stop and it kills them. But if you hit a, like you can choose to like blast through the points and kind of like project yourself onward, I guess mm. it, with the ga- way the game is designed, it's, it would probably wouldn't work at all, but a, a yeah. different game with a similar idea. Yeah. I um, mean, one of the I things that could be this, really fun. This game does very elegantly that I would have to change is, mm. uh, you can, it's all like, you can play one handed. There's very few controls. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's literally, you aim with moving your mouse and then you click. That is the yeah. entirety of the controls, and there's like a surprising amount of like tactical oh, yeah. decision making and like vast gameplay just from yeah, those honestly, two you could, inputs. You could probably make this work pretty well on a phone. Oh yeah, I just thought yeah. about it. Like yeah. yeah, you could probably make this work pretty well on a Reasonably. phone. Reasonably. Um, how do you? It might actually get too easy I guess if you just, just like tap around. Like so, you just like drag your finger to aim, and then not even necessarily to, drag. Just like tap. Um, It'd basically like be like having a mouse, but instead of having to drag your mouse, you can just tap to different spots. But whatever, where wherever you tap, it'll like shoot out in that direction as far as it can go, or whatever. Um, mm. So would it like if I'm facing one direction, I tap behind me? Would it both turn me and shoot, or to be like one tap to? Yeah, turn I mean you could do that. Tap yeah, yeah. Shoot. It would uh, it would be one tap in this theoretical version of this <laughs> game that will probably never exist. Blake's gonna adapt this game for iphone <laughs> yeah send me a unity file owen <laughs> <laughs> no you gotta make it from the ground up <laughs> yeah i gotta rebuild the whole game yep, yep, i don't rebuild. know if i could uh, i couldn't i couldn't get the juice right dude yeah that's true he's got it he's got it calibrated just right i mean yeah, yeah that probably did take a lot of tinkering because uh he did like rebuild it after after the game jam so i imagine yeah some or feedback. maybe not necessarily rebuilt it but built on top of it right, right. not mm-hmm. on the ground up but i mean like tinkered yeah. with it in response to people's response like sure sure responses um well did you have any other points <sighs> i have one little like aside kind of uh, i did not so let's let's hear your aside take this us aside kind of a, blake it's kind of a stupid self-indulgent aside but he also mentions that he he made the music uh with uh it just says lmms and i happen to be familiar with this do you want to guess what lmms stands for um live music maker studio Linux Multimedia Studio. Oh, got one word uh, right. Yep. It is uh, <laughs> basically a, um, or music multimedia, something. There, there are two M's. I don't remember. But it's basically Media like studio, an open though, source. Sure about that? <sighs> it's something like, yeah, yeah, Multimedia Studio. That's what I said, Multimedia. Yeah, yeah. So they counted count it as two M's, even though it's technically not. Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but... Um, yeah, it's like a free open source uh, music production uh, digital audio workstation, uh, as we call it in the business. Um, and yeah, it was like it, it technically. So I, uh, if people don't know, which I guess they wouldn't have any reason to, I uh, like to you know make little music, uh, little instrumentals, uh, just for fun as a hobby. Um, I, I I actually made our theme music. Uh, I don't know if I've ever actually said that anywhere publicly, but yeah, the theme music is. Uh, wait, wait, have you? Have you ever me. said that on the? You might have said that in the first few. Ups. I'm not sure if you I did. I don't know if I did. Everyone should know that. Yeah, everyone should know that everyone, I made that Blake cool beat. Did this? I did. I did a thing. Um, but anyway, LMMS was one of my first experiences. Not my very first. My very first experience was uh, uh, Korg DS10 on the Nintendo DS, which is an emulation of the classic analog synth- synthesizer, the Korg uh, MS10. Right. 
uh, on a Nintendo DS. Yes. And it, uh. Uh, you, you could like make little patches and it has a, a super basic like 16 step sequencer and you get like three instrument tracks. So I would make like little goofy little songs on the. Wait, I'm sure is I this the thing somewhere. you just posted to Snapchat? Uh, that you found your old songs? No, but those old songs that I just posted to Snapchat to all our friends were made with uh, Linux Multimedia Studio. Oh, nice. I'm pretty sure all of those, like, because uh, I basically had the, the the Korg thing and I, like, got into it and I thought it was cool. So I was, like, looking into it and they all cost money except for this weird Linux Multimedia Studio, which is, at the time, this was, you know, seven or eight years ago at this point, was pretty janky. Um and crashed a lot, but I, I would adapt the little beats I made on the Nintendo DS. I would like copy the MIDI notes, uh, over into Linux multimedia studio and use like the more powerful instruments or whatever to try and like reproduce Uh them. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's my weird, like has nothing to do with this game, but it was a little bit of a nostalgia trip. I wonder what it looks like now. I'm sure it looks very different. Um, but yeah, Linux LMMS was my first, uh, my first music making experience and then i got a pirated copy of fl studio and everything changed and, and look where you are now look where i am now I, making beats for fun bottom. sometimes now you're here <laughs> uh start at the bottom and i'm still mostly at the bottom but not uh, as bottom not as bottom <laughs> anyway uh i think that's all we have to say about ravenclaw yeah that's uh, all i have um which is say you should uh, play it. it's fun it is fun. Uh, play. Don't be like Jordan. Mess Owen, with the mess Owen with the Senior. sandbox mode. Yes, it, yes, you should. It's neat. But the game overall, I don't know. I had a lot of fun playing it. It's like one of those games. Uh, I I would say almost all the games we play are interesting. Uh, this one was also just really genuinely like fun to play on like a moment to moment level. So, mm-hmm. good job, Owen. Um, so yeah, you should play it. Um, but I guess with that, we can uh, talk about what game we're playing next week. Uh, that is a game called Good Morning Drifter. Um, it is a game. It's another, if you remember, we played uh, Hot Pot. This was a game for the um, a game by its cover, Game Jam, which uh, takes, I guess there's these like fictional uh video game covers that are made for this Famicase thing. Um, and then they people pick some of them and they design a game based on these fictional covers. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, uh, we'll be playing that. It's a game by... Lopolis is their name. Um, you can find it uh, on Itch.io, but if you don't want to have to find it on Itch.io, you can also follow us on Twitter... Uh, mm-hmm. at edgeguard cast we tweet out the uh, games we're playing every week um, so you can get a link there uh, it's also just uh, it's a fun time if you want to talk to us about the games uh, mm-hmm. see what what new episodes are coming out you can be our friend and follow us there and we mentioned this last week but it probably bears repeating because it's new we also just have a website now uh, edgeguardcast.com uh, a web application even uh, yeah yeah you can listen to them in the website, you can listen to the episodes right wow. there. You don't have to use the some power third of party thing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kudos to Blake Get it straight for from the that. source. Yeah. Yeah. But um, shout out Angular Six, A One since day one. 
making apps. What are you saying? What are you saying? You're saying birds? Uh, it's a uh, Angular is a JavaScript framework. Oh, uh, okay. I used it to build our website. A little, our, a little our high level for is, me. Yeah, it's Angular six. I think there's a. I don't think Material Design is in it. I think there's just Material icons. But uh, well, uh, that's pretty much you it. listeners, you don't need to know that. You just need to know it's uh, edgeguardcast.com. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, find our new episodes there, or you can follow us on Twitter, also at edgeguardcast. Um, but yeah, so we'll be playing Good Morning Drifter next week. And uh, with that, we'll talk to you then. <laughs>